how do we gain wisdom in a foolish world? Let's speak on it. I have no fear whatsoever of anybody or anything. Welcome, welcome, family, back to another episode of YB Speaks. I am your host, Yermiyahu, better known as YB, and this is the YB Speaks podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can find me at uh, searching the search bar on YouTube at YB Speaks uh, to see all the YouTube content and also go over to YBSpeaksStore.com uh, so that you can get all the merch that you love and still uh, support this podcast. Um, and remember that uh, two of the designs, the uh, We Are Better Than Me and God Got Me, 100% of those designs, whether it's a, tur- a shirt, whether it's a hoodie, whether it's a sticker, all go to helping homeless families, uh, wounded and homeless veterans as well. Uh, I think that's all. If you if you haven't done so already, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok, and I am on Instagram at I am Yermi Yahoo. You can find me right there on all those different platforms. So let's get right into this uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about getting biblical wisdom. Biblical wisdom because we know that we live in a foolish world all right uh, we live in a world where men think they're women women think they're men grown folks think they're six-year-olds yes there's a new thing called trans age i will be talking about that um, on an upcoming youtube uh, episode but there is a whole bunch of foolishness going on in the world and this is the world full of technology uh, the university system couldn't be better this we live in the information age Yet I feel like more and more foolishness and folly is spreading around the world because people are rejecting true wisdom. All right. So uh, in Proverbs 4, 7, uh, a lot of us know this verse. Um, and in this translation, it says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it cost all you have. Get understanding. Um, and others may know it as this. Uh, the King James Version. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. This verse tells us that wisdom is something we must actively seek out and acquire. It's not going to fall on your head like osmosis. It's not just going to appear in front of you. Um, If you're looking for wisdom just to appear in front of you and something that you don't have to work to get, then you're going to be a foolish person all your life. Wisdom is something we must actively seek out and acquire. And it may not come easily or cheaply. Anything that's worth something costs something. But the rewards of gaining wisdom are worth it. But what exactly is biblical wisdom? Um, In James chapter 3, around the 17th verse, it says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. So so biblical wisdom is not just knowledge or intelligence, uh, but it's a way of living that is pure, peaceful, considerate, 
submissive, merciful, good, and impartial and sincere. And wouldn't it be nice, especially in this polarized, political polarized, racial polarized world, that we can live as a people that are pure. We can live as a people that are peaceful, that are considerate of others, that a household is uh, working in his right values, where the, the man is the head, the wife is submissive uh, to the husband, and the children are submissive to the mother and the father. That people actually work a job and they're submissive to their bosses, right? Uh, the society could be, uh, I know that's a bad word. It's like a four-letter word now um, in the 21st century, but submission is not a bad thing. It's a very good thing. Um, wouldn't it be nice if we had more people who were merciful on this earth, who were just all out good, who were impartial, right? And impartial doesn't mean that we just stand on the sidelines and, and look, but impartial um, in all of its in all of its glory, I think James talks a lot, definitely a lot about this. I believe in uh, chapter two or chapter four um, of the book of James. But having impartiality is a principle of justice, holding that decisions should be based on objective criteria rather than bias or prejudice or preferring the benefit to one person over another or improper reasons. So when we live an impartial life, we live a life that's truly a life of justice. I know justice is a uh, definitely a, 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 um, a key word or a, a, a catchphrase now in the 21st century with all that's going on here. But true justice is impartial justice. It's not based on any objective. It's based on objective criteria. It's not based on bias. It's not based on prejudice. It's not based on preferring one benefit over the other or one person over another. It's literally based on the facts. We need more people that walk in truth and facts than emotions and whatever they can dream up out of their head. And then lastly, we need people who are sincere, not hiding behind money, entertainment, polit politics, whatever. Who, who are you really? Because unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, back in the day, it used to be like you see what you get. You get what you see, right? Um, uh, you know, you see whatever you see me, that's that's what you that's who I am 24 seven. And unfortunately, we, we uh, there are a lot of people here that just they live a fake life um, in order to get followers on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. Um, fortunately, we got a lot of women slapping makeup all on their face. And I'm not saying that makeup is bad, but the kind the, the level of of uh, deception that is going on with makeup now um, is is ridiculous. That's not a sincere life. Uh, my sister, that's not a sincere life. Uh, brothers flossing and all these little rental cars just to pick up some women. That's not a that's not a sincere life. Uh, you go on a church service or the synagogue or the mosque on Fridays or Saturdays or Sundays um, and living any kind of life you went through through the week. That's not a sincere life. We need people who are really sincere, who have the space and the ability to really be themselves, good, bad or indifferent. I'd rather somebody who is in front of me being their real self um, and, and have no surprises than hanging out with someone I think is a friend who's really a foe. We need more sincere people. Uh, so how do we go about gaining this kind of wisdom, this biblical wisdom that allows us to be uh, 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 pure and peaceful, considerate, submissive, and merciful, good, impartial, and sincere? Uh, the first step is to turn to the Bible as our primary source of wisdom, not to meditation, not to mindfulness, not saying those things are bad, 
but we need to go back as a people, as a as a country, right, back to a biblical worldview. The Bible must be our primary source of wisdom, uh, not not other books, not other meditations, not breathing, not Buddhism, not practice of Buddhism, not yoga, not all these other different things, uh, not your political party, um, not your your church, not your mosque, not your synagogue, but the Bible has to be our primary source of wisdom. Proverbs 2, 6 tells us, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So it's important to spend time reading and studying the Bible daily so that we can gain a deeper understanding of God's wisdom. So if Proverbs is true, which I do, it says that from his mouth, from God's mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So how can we really obtain knowledge and understanding if we're void of a relationship with God, number one, and number two, that with that relationship with God, we choose not to commune with his words that are right there in the Bible for us to teach us knowledge and understanding. Uh, in the Torah, I think around Deuteronomy chapter four somewhere, chapter six, I always see the four, six or six, four, I always get it mixed up. But it, it, it talks about how the Torah, the first five books or of the Bible is our, is, our, is our understanding. That should be what we should live our life. If, if you're a believer in God, if you're, um, if you hold to a uh, Christian or, or Muslim or, um, uh, 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 Jewish ideas, you have a belief in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And even in the book of Deuteronomy, it says that his words, his Torah, the first five books of Moses, some call it the Tanakh or the law, is where we find his words, where he spoke to his people Israel, and where he gave them the knowledge they needed to live uh, a peaceful life amongst one another and how to worship him. So it's through his words that we find knowledge and understanding. But if we're not reading his words, we can't get the knowledge and understanding that we need in an age and a world of foolishness. So it's important to spend time reading and studying the Bible daily so that we can gain a deeper understanding of God's wisdom. Another way to gain biblical wisdom is through prayer. In James chapter 1, verse 5, it says that if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I'll say that again. James chapter one, verse five. If any of you lack wisdom, you know, if you lack wisdom, you can look at your life and understand that the sum of my life, anybody's life is the sum total of your decisions. And those sum totals of decisions have put you down a path of success and peace. Or they put you down a path of failure and chaos you know which one that you're on. So if you're lacking that wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously. Look at King Solomon. Instead of giving me all the riches and the gold, that don't mean nothing to me. Give me wisdom. I need to know how to rule these people and I need to know how to interact with you as a God. And in giving Solomon wisdom, Solomon got everything. So we don't seek wisdom to get stuff. But we seek wisdom so that we can live a life of peace, void of chaos. So if you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. 
It's important to ask God for wisdom in our daily lives and to trust that he will provide it. Another way to gain biblical wisdom is through listening to the counsel of others. Proverbs 11, 14 says, for the lack of guidance, a nation falls, but many advisors make victory sure. So it's important to seek out wise counsel from others, um, whether it be from a pastor, a mentor or a trusted friend. But I will say uh, that we have to be very careful about the person or the persons uh, that we actually seek this counsel out to. Right. Um, Proverbs chapter one. or I'm sorry. Psalm chapter one says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doeth he meditate day and night. So it's not just enough to have advisors or good counsel, but who are these counselors? Are they men and women of God? Are they sinners? Are they scornful? If they're ungodly, if they live a life of perpetual sin, if they are scornful, a lot of people don't know uh, what that word means. Scornful uh, simply means a feeling or expressing contempt or derision. So someone that's always in contempt, right? Uh, They're mocking, they're sneering, they're jeering. Uh, Someone that's always making fun of somebody else or they're always uh, has this disdain for life, Um they're not respectful. They're not, they don't admire anything, um, but they're trying to scorch everything because their life sucks and it's every, somebody else's fault all the time. Don't, don't sit with them. If they're ungodly, they're moving you toward something else. Don't sit with them. And it's kind of hard because there's a verse in Deuteronomy. I, I'm not going to look it up because I'm not going to be able to find it uh, quick enough. But it says, if a dreamer of dreams or a prophet comes to you and this prophet be true, And his prophecies come true. And on the flip side, he tries to drive you away from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Don't listen to him. Stone him. So sometimes it's very hard to recognize who really is godly in your life. Because again, there's, again, unfortunately, there's, there's slim pickets when it comes to people who live a sincere life, as we talked about earlier. Um, But an easy way to find out whether they're godly or not, are they leading you back to God or are they leading you to trust in them? Are they wanting you to be a part of their church or their assembly? They're trying to trying to get something from you. Are they always trying to give something to you and giving that thing would be God and godly advice? We can't keep taking advice from people who live in perpetual sin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if your mama, your daddy, your brother, your cousin, your, 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 your favorite uncle. If they're in perpetual sin, that's not the counsel that you need. You need the counsel of the godly. You need the counsel of the righteous. Okay? That's the kind of counsel that we're seeking. So again, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, For the lack of guidance, a nation falls. Because you have nowhere to go. And I think that's, that's a lot of where a lot of different neighborhoods in America, that's where it's going. Um, it's not, I don't think it's any one ethnicity. I just think it's America as a whole because we have lacked guidance for so long. 
because we have rejected biblical values and we have rejected the biblical worldview and every step stone of society in this country. And we see where we are now. We see where we're headed. This nation, unfortunately, if we keep going down this path, will fall because we're rejecting the wisdom that comes only from God. What it says, but many advisors make victory sure, but those advisors have to be godly and righteous, not ungodly, not sinners, not scornful. So it's important to seek out wise counsel from others, whether it be a pastor, mentor, or trusted friend. And finally, finally, gaining biblical wisdom also involves putting into practice in our daily lives. I'll say that again. Gaining biblical wisdom involves putting it, wisdom, into practice in our daily lives. It's not, it's, it's not good to have a wealth of wisdom and not use it. What's, a, what's the sense of being around dirty water and you have a cistern full of clean water, yet you refuse to drink from the clean water because maybe it makes you look bad? Maybe because everybody else rejects the clean water. Maybe because it's not the cool thing to do. Maybe because it's not in vogue at your job. Maybe it's not in vogue in your family. But that clean water is what's, what's going to help you live. If other people want to drink the dirty, muddy, diseased, diseased field water, let them do it. You've warned them. You've taught them. As wisdom does, you've cried out in the streets. But they refuse to listen to your godly counsel. You go to your cistern and drink your clean water. And don't worry about them people who reject it. There's going to be some that drink it and realize, man, this ain't good. Something's going to pop in their head and they're going to run to your cistern. And then that's when you give them the clean water so they can be washed and refreshed and cured from their sins, from their foolishness and folly, um, as the book of Proverbs would say. So in having wisdom, we have to put it into practice. Wouldn't it be a shame? I love sports. Um, wouldn't it have been a shame for Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Magic Johnson, all these people I have on my Mount Rushmore of NBA players? Wouldn't it be a shame to, for them to do all that practicing, all that training, and never playing a basketball game? We'll be robbed of all those great moments that, that, that they, they gave us in sports. It's not enough to have something if you're not willing to use it and not willing to use it for the good and the uplifting and edification of others. Most importantly, James two seventeen says, and in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action is dead. It is not enough to simply know what the Bible says. We must put it into practice in our lives we must put it into press not enough to know what it says we have to put it into practice well that's it for today's episode um i hope you gained a deeper understanding of what biblical wisdom is and how to gain it remember wisdom is something that we must actively seek out and acquire And the rewards of gaining wisdom are worth it. 
Thanks for joining us. Um, hope you guys come in on the next episode. Uh, this has been Yermi Yahoo, better known as YB. This has been another episode of YB Speaks. And as always, light up the darkness, change the world. I'm out.